0: Hey, it's Martine. Just a heads up that I will be on vacation for the next couple of weeks. You might hear me once or twice with a few things that we've already recorded, but mostly you will be hearing some of my wonderful colleagues taking the seat as host. Today, that person is Alexis Diao, and I will be back for the last week of September. Until then, enjoy the show. This is about turning in those ballots. It's a simple thing. Just vote no and go to the mailbox.
1: That's California Governor Gavin Newsom. And by tomorrow night, he may be out of a job. And that's because right now, there is a special election happening in California where not only could Newsom be removed, but California's next governor could end up being someone very different. Someone like Larry Elder, a conservative radio talk show host.
0: 888-971-SAGE, give me your reaction to getting a knock on the door from somebody from the Biden administration making sure you've been vaccinated. How far away is this from going door to door to make sure you don't have a so-called assault weapon?
1: From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Alexis Diao, and it's Monday, September 13th. In California, a special recall election ends Tuesday night. Voters are deciding whether Gavin Newsom should still be governor, which means he could be replaced even before he finishes his first term. And it has a lot of Democrats around the country asking, why is this happening?
0: This shouldn't be a close race. Democrats were a little bit frustrated with themselves in a way that this has become kind of a, whoa, you know, they're just about to recall a Democratic governor in California. It shouldn't be this close.
1: That's Scott Wilson. He is a senior national correspondent for The Post, and he covers California.
0: The stakes are quite high, particularly for Governor Gavin Newsom, who is a politician with national ambitions. Failing to secure 50 percent plus one vote would see his Term cut short and likely his any national political prospects he might have end. And it is also uh, would be seen as a challenge to some degree and referendum on California's liberal agenda on women's right to choose, on sanctuary state laws surrounding uh, undocumented immigrants, and a whole host of other economic issues, a higher minimum wage than most other states. After all, we are California. We don't wait for someone else to show us the way forward. We go first and we go boldly. We lead in gay rights, gun rights, and criminal justice reform. And so for him to not even be able to finish one term, I think would both personally be harmful to him politically and also raise real questions about support for the California project.
1: Recall elections are meant to give voters a chance to throw out any elected official. And in California, it's a little confusing, but here's how this recall works. Newsom has to get more than 50 percent of the vote to stay governor. If he doesn't, the governorship goes to the person with the next highest number of votes. And that person doesn't even need anything close to a majority. They could have just 19 percent of the vote, and that person would be the next governor. Scott, let me ask you a very basic question. Governor Gavin Newsom. Who is he? What's his deal?
0: Gavin Newsom's deal is pretty interesting in the sense that he is sort of unabashedly and has been for quite some time ambitious. He is perhaps most famous for his time as mayor of San Francisco, when in 2004, he began issuing uh, marriages for uh, same-sex marriage way before it was legal. It's fundamentally wrong in this country, fundamentally wrong in this city,
1: to deny people equal protection under the law. It is wrong to deny tens of millions of Americans the same rights and privileges that people like myself
0: and our city attorney are afforded just through happenstance because we married someone of a different gender. He's quite liberal. He likes big ideas. I think he's a guy who can sometimes get things wrong first, but is also a guy who's quick to correct things he knows he's gotten wrong. A lot of, you know, governing through the COVID epidemic has been trial and error. And California has come out, you know, by many statistics in far better shape than its large state rivals, such as Texas and Florida. He has a beautiful young family, He's, you know, very photogenic. You know, he expects to spend his life in politics. And he spent eight years as Jerry Brown's lieutenant governor and uh, won easily in uh, 2018 to be the state's governor.
1: So if Newsom is, as you describe him, this kind of Californian through and through, in, in a lot of ways, this kind of liberal darling in this liberal vanguard of a state, then why is he up for a recall election?
0: Yeah, it is puzzling that someone who is unabashedly liberal in a very liberal state is facing the possibility of, of, you know, not even serving a full first term. But there are reasons why he is on the ballot. It started as a very vague anti-immigration policy gambit against Newsom. A group of conservatives were looking to get rid of this governor and decided that his immigration policy was what they were going to focus on. This is before COVID. COVID then happens and gives a bit more shape to what was a very nebulous set of ideas around why he is unfit to be governor. Suddenly they can start saying he shut down the economy unfairly. He made a huge public relations gaffe by warning people not to have dinner with other families, uh, staying indoors, not traveling to other counties if possible. And we're starting to see people, again, take down their guard take off their masks, begin to mix outside their households. We're seeing some early indication related to Halloween. I'm just, I'm very sober about that. And and, and that's what I was elected to focus on first. And And then he is caught at a close friend of his 50th birthday uh, party at a very famous restaurant in Napa called the French Laundry. Tonight, while Governor Newsom is telling all of us to have Thanksgiving dinner outside, He's facing some new fallout for that fancy birthday dinner party he went to at the French Laundry. That really sort of electrified even some on the left of saying, good Lord, you know, this guy is hypocritical. Uh, He's not following his own rules, even though technically there was no rule against that at the time, but it was his own preaching. He fell on his sword almost immediately over that and said it was a giant mistake and he shouldn't have done that. He should practice what he preaches. And then, frankly, the recall just kind of went away. Wildfire season starts, COVID spikes. uh, It goes fairly quiet for quite some time. And as a result, looks like it's going to be a real race, like Newsom's in real trouble. As the date, September 14th, has approached, however, the race has widened significantly in his favor, the more people... Tune into this race in California, which frankly means the higher proportion of Democrats who are tuning into this race since they outnumber Republicans easily by two to one. The more uh, he is showing uh, his strength.
1: So, Scott, tell me about who is running for governorship.
0: So, there's 46 candidates. Sounds like a lot. It's it is a lot. It's fewer than there were in 2003, which was when California had a recall, the only successful recall of of a governor in its history, even though every single governor in California history has had a recall attempt against them at some point. So, 46 is a lot, but there's a couple who are important and who emerged as important right away. The most sort of serious and mainstream Republican running is Kevin Falconer, who is a former mayor of San Diego. Now is the time to make California more affordable with a change at the top because too many families and folks can't afford to live in California and to make California more livable with our quality of life. And so there are so many issues uh, that this governor has failed on. He also intends to run in November 2022. So assuming Newsom can beat back this recall and stay in office, Faulkner will run what looks like a very kind of traditional Republican campaign in California. And in some ways wants to reclaim what has been, you know, was the state of Ronald Reagan, was the state of Richard Nixon. So Faulkner looked like an early you know on paper guy who could take on um who could lead that field, let's put it that way. The front runner, however, has emerged uh, is a conservative radio talk show host named Larry Elder. The number one job of government is to protect people and property and it's not happening. Uh, under this uh, governor, uh, during the COVID uh, situation, 20,000 convicted felons have been released. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? Many of them are gonna reoffend based upon the statistics. We've had this anti-police narrative that uh, has caused defunding the police as you know, now he is uh, very well known in the state. He is a self-described libertarian, and a lot of his politics, uh, you know, do follow that. But they really run counter to a lot of what Californians believe in. For example, he thinks it's fine for employers to ask female, potential female employees, if they intend to get pregnant. He does not believe in the minimum wage. Uh, the first thing he said he will do is waive the mask mandate and the vaccine mandate that Newsom has put in place. And it had proven to be very popular among the public. Isn't this America? Didn't Thomas Jefferson warn about trading freedom for public safety? Let's trust Americans. Let's trust Californians to make their own decisions for themselves and for their children. Vote to recall Gavin Newsom. I'm Larry Elder, and we have a state to save. The more he talks, the better Newsom looks. As a consultant said to me, if Larry Elder didn't exist, uh, Newsom would have tried to invent him somehow. Uh, He's just been an absolute boon as a foil to what Newsom stands for and what Californians in general stand for. So that that has also helped Newsom's prospects. And Elder is, is way ahead. If if Newsom doesn't reach 50%, Elder will be the governor.
1: There has been an attempt to recall every California governor in the past 60 years, but it's only worked Once, After the break, we'll talk about how this bizarre system is supposed to work and how a long history of failed recall attempts has led to this crucial moment for California and why it matters so much for the rest of the country. We'll be right back.
0: In-laws, love them
1: or hate them, you're pretty much stuck with them. And when you're a ruler in the Middle Ages, that can be a serious problem. It might even land you dead. I'm Dan Jones, and on Season 4 of This Is History, I'm telling the story of England's weirdest king, Henry III. He's in way over his head, and he's surrounded by bloodthirsty relatives with their eyes on his throne. To listen, search This Is History and follow wherever
0: you get your podcasts. So,
1: can you explain to me how a recall in California actually works.
0: It is part of sort of California history is full of ballot measures and referendums. And it really started around the turn of the last century as an effort for people to take power back from big railroad companies that were building around the state. And there was very little People felt there was very little political power to stop a lot of the big money interests that were running California at the time as it was developing. It has been one of California's quirkiest political tools, both in interesting ways and harmful ways. Proposition 187 in the 1990s would have denied all but emergency care to undocumented immigrants. That passed. Uh, it was later found to be illegal in the court. Uh, we had the three strikes law. was also a referendum. The recall is the same thing. You gather enough signatures which this day and age, you really can pay very little to a company to go out and and grab the signatures you need. It's a percentage of the number of people who voted in the last election. That was achieved relatively easily. I believe it was ultimately around two million signatures they got. That's all they needed. Once it qualifies uh, signature-wise, once those signatures are certified as valid, you have a certain amount of time to set the election. Uh, date. The secretary of state does that. The interesting thing about that is there was some debate about, does Newsom want this to happen early or late, right? You can, in the window uh, of time that the election had to be called, is he going to want this thing to happen sooner or later? They bet it on sooner because at the time, people were getting vaccinated, COVID rates were plunging, the economy was returning. He had completely removed all restrictions. It was wide open. You know, people were going to be going back to school, you know, without masks on in early September. It was going to be a time when people, he believed and his advisors believed, people were going to be going to the polls wondering why they, why would they vote this guy out of office? Things seemed to be going just fine. Instead, we're not in that situation Covid is a problem. We're fighting over masks. We're fighting over vaccines, as most of the country is. So it's a little bit more. It's not quite as uh, glowing a moment as as Newsom was thinking it might be. Waiting longer, would that have helped? Uh, who knows? But they bet it early. And, you know, as I said, uh, the numbers are starting to look pretty good for him anyway.
1: What do the numbers need to look like for Gavin Newsom to actually be recalled?
0: So it's it's pretty it's just basic math. He needs a majority of the votes. He needs 50 percent plus one vote and he remains governor. Recent polling has showed that, in fact, as many as 60 percent of likely voters now say they will vote not to recall Gavin Newsom, which is obviously a 10 percent cushion for him. If that holds, he stays governor. If he does not get 50 percent of the vote, he is not the governor. Uh, he cannot run to replace himself. And whoever has the most votes of the 46 candidates seeking to replace him is the next governor. This is one of the reasons why Republicans like the recall in California. It's really the only way they're going to win statewide election, which they have not won since 2006 in California, is through a process like this where Gavin Newsom may get 49.9% of the vote, and Larry Elder could become the next governor with 12%, if that's the most. So uh, people find it very undemocratic in that regard. And I'm sure we're due for some recall reform at some point in the future uh, because of these sorts of issues.
1: I mean, the fact that somebody who has, as you say, very little support from the state could actually become governor. I mean, how could we see this impacting national politics?
0: What we'll learn, we'll learn that that recalls can get candidates elected, especially if people aren't paying attention, who really don't have majority support in some cases. Is it of a piece with the Republican, the larger Republican uh, agenda of, of restricting voting of, in a way, you could see it as part of that kind of a process of using tools that exists in our democracy to sort of end run majority rule. Fine. That's maybe one thing. You know, it does have other implications, even some that, that in some ways are far fetched, but definitely worth keeping in mind. If, Gavin Newsom remains in office, uh, and Dianne Feinstein, currently the oldest senator in the in the U.S. Senate, who is coming under increasing pressure from the Democratic Party here in California and nationally to step down, so that Gavin Newsom, a liberal, can appoint a liberal senator and keep the Democrats firmly in control of the U.S. Senate um, by the slim margin they now hold. That's very important. Larry Elder will not be appointing a liberal Democrat to the U.S. Senate, regardless of whether or not that's where most Californians are. It will be a conservative, it will be a Republican, and it will give Republicans control of the, of the U.S. Senate. Now, that's jumping over a bunch of hurdles to get there, but but those are the kinds of, of powers, appointee powers, that the governor of California has. It's worth keeping in mind, even if you know a couple of dominoes have to fall in order for those things to happen i am hesitant to to predict but the trends certainly are in Newsom's favor at this point if you'd asked me the same question 2 months ago i would have said i have no idea and it's a strange deal right now it seems like things have coalesced i would be really surprised if Newsom didn't hold this off and remain in office.
1: Scott Wilson is a senior national correspondent for The Post. That's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. Today's show is produced by Ariel Plotnick and Renny Svernovsky, who also mixed this episode. I'm Alexis Diao. We'll be back tomorrow with more stories from The Washington Post.